Hello, Yogi. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Aiko, and on this show, we explore ways to put spiritual theory into sustainable practice. Welcome again, Sham, to chapter 12 now of the Bhagavad Gita. Yes, uh, the yo- yoga of devotion. Yeah, it's very beautiful. And uh, it says also that speaks a lot about, uh, I mean, it speaks about bhakti yoga, right? Yes, uh, bhakti means devotion. So so in English, the yoga of devotion. In Sanskrit, simply bhakti yoga. So what did we say last time? Do you want to spend some words about chapter 11? Yeah, so that was about the, the universal form. Krishna showing himself. And um, I remember being kind of doubting whether I had understood this chapter but of course there are many levels of understanding so of course I can get some kind of insight but then there is much more to learn as always but but this thing we um, that I mentioned about Krishna showing himself as the universe and and Arjuna not getting really inspired but only getting being afraid uh, of course, he was amazed, and it was a sacred kind of, of fear. Uh, but um, and I guess it's it's uh, it goes into Krishna's ar- argument overall, like it kind of adds to his credibility, of course. But it was not that that made Arjuna like follow Krishna's instruction in the end. It, it is it is more the fact that he is Krishna's friend, and that they they have love for one another. Because I made the point that um, that you know Krishna can uh, you know sometimes we are not satisfied to just like believe that God exists. We want to see Him, but then if we see Him, we can think, oh, maybe that was just an, an illusion. And then I, I heard um, a lecture by our our teacher the day after, where he made a similar point that kind of felt like it confirmed what I had thought there, because he was saying how how people. They kind of complain when they hear how long it's going to take to attain perfection in this path, because it may take several lifetimes, and we may think several lifetimes. We we don't even know if we if we have more lifetimes than this one. Like maybe that's all just you know mumbo jumbo or something. So so he was saying uh, because our goal is to play with God, and some people complain. So we we can't play with God until we have attained perfection in in several lifetimes. But then he said, "But you can play with God now, like like try it out. But then if you if you see like it's it seems like it's working, you're actually getting some reciprocation. Then you may think that's just just an, a, a hallucination or an illusion. <laughs> so, so so you need to kind of not uh, overthink these things too much. You need to be both kind of realistic and and optimistic at the same time." And like, be open for the possibility that that God can hear your prayers and and respond to you, even even if you're not on a high level yet. Yeah, because anyway, God is merciful, and He can come and go wherever He wants. He can go to the most miserable, quote unquote, miserable person on earth, and just show Himself and give mercy. Mercy is is not that you deserve mercy, mercy is just coming to you, right? Yes. And, it, and it's also said that if 
if you kind of interpret things happening in your life as uh, as kind of God's hand um, moving in your life, uh, moving things <laughs> in your in your life, even if that's maybe not objectively true, and it's it's your subjective understanding, still that's beneficial for your practice if it inspires you. Yeah, I agree. Because anyway, you keep your thoughts and your belief uh, and your faith in God just by seeing your life. I mean, ultimately, God is everywhere. Yeah. So, so there is a very, like, strange line between this reality and understanding. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, like ultimately, God, God is in everything, and what we mean, like, when it's when it's God personally, is that He's really like personally paying attention to you not just that it's you know that it happens to be god doing something in in passing <laughs> sort of uh, but that he pays attention to you like when you pay attention to him and that is kind of the point yeah very beautiful so now how chapter 12 unfold what is happening what actually arjuna is saying to krishna is asking to krishna yeah, so in the beginning, Arjuna, is after having seen the the, the universal form, and uh, and he's seeing he is a personal friend of Krishna, so he sees him like kind of like in, in the shape of a human being. But he has ha- had all these these uh, astonishing experiences now. Like he he saw Krishna turn into the form of the entire universe, the form of time. And so, and he's asking here because like that was frightening for him. So, so he so he's he's kind of asking a general question: Is it better to just kind of worship on the worship the peaceful, uh, just like the, the the divine spirit, just like the kind of unseen spirit that is permeating everything, just like like meditate on that, or to meditate on on on, uh, on Krishna's personal form. And and Krishna says that uh, in in whichever way you will you will attain perfection, whether you meditate on the kind of impersonal force or if you meditate on him personally, but it's it's going to be easier to to meditate on him because it's kind of abstract to try to meditate on on something that you can't see something that can't be seen or like conceived of in any way. Can you explain more this concept? The unseen. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's um, it said that that God has three uh, features: the feature of a personal form, the feature of I say that He is everywhere, but in a in a localized way, like He's like He's in every heart, for example. It's like one one truth but it's in the heart of everything like it's in your heart in my heart in the heart of a plant wherever that is (laughs) in every atom but like localized everywhere but localized at the same time and then there is this uh which, which is called the brahman which is just formless and everywhere like not centralized anywhere it's just everywhere without limits or shapes or it's just an all-pervading reality that can can be meditated on in an abstract way, whereas the other two features you can you can kind of conceptualize mm. 
and 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 you know see a form in your in your mind's eye mm, right yeah so 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 arjuna is asking you know which is the most which one will which one which one is the best basically and krishna says well like they all work but meditating on on, on me personally is is more uh, we can say user friendly as mm. our teacher says because it's we are familiar with, with with seeing forms but at the same time this is a a, a spiritual form so it, it comes in a you can say that it's uh, it's it's familiar and transcendental at the same time so it, it's helpful like then then there is of course you could say you could fall in the trap of thinking that it's something ordinary since since we are used to ordinary forms that that come and go like any form in this world that that shapes it's also gonna go away at some point so it's it's good to have knowledge of the other two aspects also at the same time as you meditate on this on this personal form that you meditate that this is also the, the source of this all-pervading brahman aspect of god and also the the source of the that the localized aspect of paramatma that can be that is in everything and everyone everywhere yeah maybe for those who don't know we can explain what paramatma is and um, another question i have is like as we are speaking about bhakti yoga the form of krishna which we're talking about is his form as krishna or as brahma it is his form as as krishna since the brahman is called formless you can say it's a form of krishna but mm. <laughs> it's more like a play on words paramatma is this lo- localized aspect so it it uh, in the heart of everything always accompanying everything like it's let's say you you've had unlimited births and this uh, as the soul goes from body to body then the paramatma is always accompanying it and uh, there has been a metaphor given to kind of ex- explain this the, the three aspects of god and it's that if uh, a train is coming from far away and first you may just see the light the front lights of the train let's say it's coming in the night or <laughs> something like that so you just see the you just see the light that's that's so, so that's the brahman and then when it comes closer you see the you see like like the form of the of the yeah the yeah but then once the the train arrives like it opens and you see all the people coming out so like so that so so like when you start seeing the form that's like the paramatma and then when you see everything it's it's uh bhagavan or the personal uh, feature of god so again arjuna is asking is it better to meditate on the light or on the simple form or on the like the full with all that it means a train <laughs> and krishna is saying that it's uh it's all good but you will have the best understanding of what a train is once it arrives and, and it opens and people are coming out and you can see the mm. everything that's going on in a train then what happens in the chapter yeah so then it goes into uh having said you know that it's it's the most user friendly to meditate on krishna's personal form 
And he says that, uh, like, what he recommends is that you just fully devote yourself to that, put your heart and soul in that, and just place your heart and soul in that. And you know, wherever your heart goes, your mind will go. So you will just meditate effortlessly. But but he says, but if you cannot do that, because that is, like, if you have practiced from uh, from before, like in previous lives, maybe then then it's gonna happen more effortlessly in this life like you will already have kind of the what we call samskara the like deep impressions that that will just draw you there but if you cannot do that if if you're more in the beginning of your practice then you you simply you try to do that and when the mind wanders away then you you bring it back like, like let's say you sit down for mantra meditation practice every morning then you will notice that after a while you're thinking of something completely different than the mantra and you didn't even know how uh, you get there yeah how you got there so you had to kind of like sometimes i have fun with that like i try to like backtrack it's like how am i thinking of this right now then i think okay i'm thinking about this because i was thinking of that and that's because of that and i may even realize at the end of such a of this like effort of trying to remember that it was actually something related to the mantra but that kind of sidetracked me <laughs> completely and then took me far far away from what i was supposed to meditate on but you kind of do that you you bring your mind back and here it's uh it, it's good to like know that this is completely normal and the nature of the mind so it's it's it shouldn't be an um seen as a failure or as um as, as as a surprise that you find yourself like, like this is you should just see this as the norm and you should rather than being disappointed that that you drifted off you can be happy that you you came back like because at, like at one point you will realize oh like I'm, I'm not i'm not hearing the mantra and then with time slowly gradually this out um, thoughts will become smaller and smaller it's just a process yes and and then you know and if you if you kind of train your mind by kind of welcoming yourself back to the mantra once you realize that you have drifted off then it's then it becomes more of a like positive process than saying like than trying to like like oh no i drifted off now i have to like really like whip my mind in shape and, <laughs> and get back i mean i guess that also works but it's I think you will you will build you will have like a better ground for building these like deep impressions of the mantra if if you do it like in a way that's like attracting the mind positively like welcoming the mind back congratulating congratulating <laughs> your mind for coming coming back to the mantra and then kind of like try to ground yourself like in the mantra once again yeah and uh and then krishna says but if, if you can't even do that like if you if you if, if you find that you can't even try and sit down <laughs> and do that then then do do like work that is related related to to devotion and there is for example a, there is a sacred plant called uh tulsi so it said you can you can plant a tulsi and and try to water it and care for it like it is a bit of work it's a it has some needs this plant but, but 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 if that so if that helps you like if you 
like like remember that this is a sacred plant and you you read books on how to take take care for it then then like this will like gradually uh, help you be able to also sit down and try to meditate and uh, it says if you can't even do that like if you can't even like conceive of a, of a something as simple as a plant being <laughs> I mean, some people might not be like good in taking care of plants <laughs> yeah that's true but, but of course there's there's more than that that you could do that was just one example there are other yeah you can things one can try to do go in a temple just help out there yeah, or yeah like cut some vegetables in the temple kitchen or <laughs> just to try somehow to like do some some kind of physical work that's related to something but it's connected also with karma yoga we already talked about yes the, the, uh, but but like that is that is kind of the the, the next level mm. that is if you feel that you can't even do this kind of more directly spiritual work because you you're like just not feeling it then 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 you can do karma yoga mm. so so that is that you simply you work selflessly you kind of you work for the benefit of others and you're not um doing it just for your own, for your own gain and of course if you and if you do something like also you can tie your like normal work into this you you can for example have a normal job and you give a part of your salary to a temple but if you can't even feel that like if you if you can't like genuinely like genuinely do that then just start giving that is uh, what some of our teachers say that you just have to kind of learn this act of giving that um, uh, so just give it somewhere just give it to someone instead mm-hmm. of just for yourself just <laughs> just give them give some of the money away uh, yeah through some gift or or something like that yeah and it said even like if <laughs> that uh, you could even just take a bu- take a bunch of ashes in your hand and just like stretch out your your arm and just like let go of it just to practice that simple movement of your arm that that implies like giving that that looks like giving (laughs) so 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 we have to start from somewhere and then perfect the the art of giving yeah because giving is receiving you know we just say that so many times yes and and the thing is like so you can see this whole progression here as like, like the first one being like really being uh, i say really realizing that giving is is receiving because in the first example krishna gave you're simply giving he said just place your heart and soul in me mm. that is the ultimate form of giving and and if you can really do that you will you will see that it is the same as receiving so but if you can't perceive that you know then try like the next level down and if you can't do that, next level down. So, so, that, so you, you kind of experiment uh, going down until you find where, where you actually are mm. right now. And then you will gradually go up, up the, 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 the ladder of giving, you could say. Yes, yeah, so here we see also how merciful is, uh, is Krishna, is God. You know, it's not that, oh, now if you want to do Bhakti Yoga, you have to do this, you have to do that. There are so many many things you can actually do according with the level you you are where you are so it's kind of like telling arjuna like this is the ultimate thing you should do but don't worry like 
if you can do that, it's totally fine. Just do this. If you can do that either, just do that. And, you know, it goes from easier and easier things. So it, it really, like, show me how merciful is Bhakti and how really it's for for anyone. Like, anyone can, can practice in some way. And then some small way and then if their practice is is genuine they can simply go up next level when they feel ready right yes and also um like we have kind of hinted at here also but but which is interesting is that it's not only like vertically going up the ladder but also like horizontally on each step that if you can't do this step in this way you can do it another way like i said Mm -hmm. like with the tools with the Tulsi plant, for example, like if you if you can't, so, so like for either of the steps, if there is a certain way you can't do it, then maybe there's another way, another way you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Okay, so just a small introduction for next chapter. Uh, so that chapter thirteen is about. Uh, it's going to get more technical because now we have finished this 12th chapter is the last of the middle six mm. which are uh, mainly about devotion like this chapter is called the yoga of devotion but the whole this whole kind of block of six chapters are all kind of the chapters about devotion so from now it's going to be more technical kind of going back so that you kind of get some grounding mm. uh, like, like often, you know, like devotion is misunderstood as something sentimental, whereas, yeah. whereas like knowledge and uh, is like something more uh, <laughs> grounded. So these like like last six chapters is um, they're about kind of under- understanding how actually deep and full of knowledge bhakti is. Mm-hmm. So it's so it is going to focus on, on many technical things uh we have mentioned of course many times the the difference of the, uh, between the soul and the body for example but now it's, it's going to go, go in, into that in more technical detail and also speak about the the modes of material nature as it's called the the kind of the creative force in nature the, the destructive force in nature and the the maintain the, the maintaining force in in nature is going to come in these uh, upcoming chapters Wonderful. So thank you very much and see you next Ekadasi. Thank you. I hope this episode fulfills its purpose of inspiring you. If you like it, feel free to share it, give a review or a rating, subscribe. And if you have any questions, please get in touch at aikoyogareiki.com. Namaste.